ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk All Around Sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 323rd ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net which comes to me through my website at iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, bizarre news items, and event of the week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. well I'm going to start with my event of the week that I'm covering, which is going to be the Dell Technologies Championship, part of the FedEx Cup rotation, and it rolls into Boston this week uh, with the annual Labor Day tradition, uh, which is just fabulous. Uh, great way to end the summer every year, and the crowds always turn out in a big way, passionate crowds with knowledgeable Boston sports fans, of course, and most importantly, Tiger Woods is playing well, didn't have the greatest tournament, but everybody else uh, did have a great tournament. But Tiger was uh, over the weekend down in Paramus, the New Jersey, the Northern Trust Open, won by Bryson DeChambeau. But Tiger Woods played well and finished at four under. It's just that everybody else played great. Uh, so he was basically around 40th, but he will be here this week. Everybody in Boston is really excited, including myself. It's played at TPC Norton. Norton is a suburb of Boston, a mere 20 minutes from where I'm standing right now. And so I will be basically living there for the next week. And it's great because you have the best of the best here, the golfers who have made the FedEx Cup, and uh, and it's just going to be a terrific weekend here in Boston. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, kind of sad in that it's moving to an alternate year rotation after this. So after many years here in a row in Boston, again, a Labor Day tradition, can't stress that enough up here, uh, the only PGA tournament that ends on a Monday, meaning Labor Day, begins on a Friday. Um, but next year, they're, uh, they've rearranged the whole PGA schedule, so it's going to go alternate years, uh, I believe with Northern Trust, uh, but it's going to be every other year here. So bottom line, it will not be here next year, which is going to seem really, really strange. That's how I've basically ended Every recent summer for years uh, is <clears throat> Labor Day weekend at what was formerly the Deutsche Bank and now the Dell Technologies Championship. 
So it's also a little extra special for Tiger, who, of course, has won in the past because uh, it's always been for his charity. So uh, it's always been pretty meaningful for him. Of course, he had to miss some seasons given everything going on in his life in recent years. But just great memories. Uh, Not that it's going anywhere. It's just going to be every two years now. But the all-timer was after Ricky Fowler won the tournament, he sent a case of champagne to the media tent and then showed up uh, minutes after winning that tournament and just uh, hanging out with the media, chatting, super casual, and frankly, one of the coolest things ever. Another great moment was when Spain had won the World Cup, might have been maybe 2012, Sergio Gar- they were up here practicing for a game at Gillette Stadium, and Sergio Garcia uh, practiced with the reigning World Cup champions, and he was a great, terrific soccer player. He, if I've said this before on the show, back when it happened, uh, if you walked onto the field and didn't know who Sergio Garcia was and saw him out there practicing with the best of the best, you would not have known he didn't belong. He was that good of a soccer player. Of course, the media was invited to cover it, and it was great. And then, uh, as I'm sure all of you have seen over the years, uh, whether it's Red Sox games or Patriots preseason games, all the golfers tend to go to those sporting events when they're in town. Uh, They're not this week, this weekend, although tomorrow and Wednesday, the Sox are at home against the Marlins. And... uh, that will lead right into my bizarre story of the week is panic is setting in here in Red Sox land. Uh, a week ago at this moment, they were up 10 games. At this moment, they're up six games. They got swept by the Rays over the weekend down in Tampa. And again, uh, it doesn't matter that they've won three world championships since 2004. The Red Sox curse mentality just never leaves. So people were panicking. They've clearly been the best team in baseball all year. When they lost the first two against the Indians last week, uh, things were looking, people were starting to wonder. Then they bounced back to win the next two. David Price closing out the series with a terrific game. And then, boom, they get down to Tampa, get swept by one of the worst teams, although Tampa's on a roll, winning eight in a row. But the hallmark of this Red Sox season has been their ability to beat up on the bad teams. So it's the first time they were swept this year. And just as importantly, it's the first time that <coughs> they haven't done beat up on a bad team. So, again, uh, It'll be interesting to see Fenway Park the next two nights with the Marlins in town. And then the Red Sox go on the road. Uh, still have some games left against the Yankees, the team that is six, now six games behind. So we shall see. But again, uh, concern would be the nicest word you could use. Some people are panicking. Others are just confident. They're saying better now than October as far as uh, swooning. So uh, it's got everybody's attention now, big time. So my highlight of the week is that college football is underway, uh, as is high school football, for that matter. 
great to have real games on this past weekend. And interestingly enough, uh, UMass, University of Massachusetts out in Amherst, uh, opened the college football season by hosting and beating soundly Duquesne from Pittsburgh. Uh, and off we go. Hawaii, Colorado played a great game. Uh, all credit to Hawaii, given the hurricane back out there and to be able to focus on that game and win it was impressive. And then there was a slew of high school games uh, that were great. Uh, so here we go. It's all real now. And couldn't come soon enough. So now we don't have to worry about uh, no football till uh, early February after the Super Bowl on February 3rd down in Atlanta. And finally, my low light of the week is the Urban Meyer mess at Ohio State. It is just uh, falls into that. Typically dreaded category of you can't make this stuff up. It's uh, Urban Meyer has basically issued three apologies to say that uh, uh, there was a firestorm erupted after he was just suspended for the first three games and that he's actually allowed to participate in practice after this week's game, which is an opener at Ohio State hosting Maryland. Uh, talk about two troubled programs facing each other. Uh, you, you got to, a, to this Saturday at noon in Columbus. Uh, Maryland, of course, has had their problems, to say the least. But the Ohio State situation is just, uh, it just feels like it's been a comedy of errors. Obviously, the firestorm was rooted in many reasons, not the least of which not apologizing to and or naming uh, the alleged victim. He, so he came out with a tweet and uh, said her name and pretty much directly apologized to her. But you know the uh, you know the damage has been done, and right now uh, Urban Meyer's legacy uh, is is in tatters at the moment. That's not to say he can't recover. Uh, so we shall see. It has just been. Uh, uh, fascinating situation to watch, but the deed is done, and so he'll be back for a home game against, I believe, Tulane, which would be the fourth game of the season, and then, lo and behold, his first road game uh, after the suspension is going to be at, <laughs> uh, of all places, Happy Valley. It's a whiteout night. Uh, I'm assuming the game will be at night. The Kickoff time hasn't been announced, but it is officially a white, the whiteout game. And so Urban Meyer's first game on the road following his suspension will be in Happy Valley. And I'm guessing that he's not going to consider it Happy Valley that night. So now let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? 
We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great, John. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, thank you for joining us, as always, and... The long-awaited week has arrived. Football is here officially, and for you, more importantly, Alabama football is here. This weekend coming up, this Saturday night, down in Orlando, Camping World Stadium, where they were host uh, play uh, Louisville. So I know you're going. I'm sure you're excited. Uh, the moment has arrived. This is what you and I live for on this show, to say the least. Yeah, absolutely here, John. It's arrived, and I'll be down in Orlando leaving here Thursday. So I look forward to another edition of the Nick Saban football team at Alabama. And we're going to see what Bobby Pacino has in store with this young secondary that Alabama is going to put on the field. Yes, so I have to ask the obvious question on everybody's mind. Any further developments on their quarterback situation with Tua and... Jalen Hurts? No, I was just listening to Nick Saban's press conference, and he's still undecided. Uh, it'll be a game-time decision, as he's done in the past, I believe. I don't think he's going to say something before Saturday. And uh, I ex- I suspect that both will play. Uh, I'd be surprised if they did not. I agree. Um and on that assumption that both will play, 
I assume it really still matters who starts, right? Obviously, it just speaks volumes. Is, is that the, uh, the the mood of the the mood of the Bama fan base down there? Uh, even if they split reps, whatever they did, if they each played fifty percent of the game, the person who starts uh, is going to be uh, the big news of the day. Is that correct? Or I, I think so. I believe that's a significant. Uh, you know, part of the story because two years ago when Blake Barnett was uh, expected to be the leader of the team, he started the USC game. Jalen Hurts went in, I think, first quarter, and and Jalen Hurts ended up being the starter for the next two seasons. But uh, there was some maneuvering, I believe, by Nick Saban to try to satisfy Blake Barnett and his family, and so he started the game. But he didn't last very long, and next thing you know, he transferred, I think, around the fourth or fifth, sixth game, something like that. There was some special rule, and he was able to move on and go to junior college and then attend uh, Arizona State and be eligible immediately. He's now at University of South Florida trying to play football over there, so he's on his third school. But I, I think it's significant who starts the game. I agree. Wow, I didn't realize he was at USF. That's great. Uh, or I had forgotten. Uh, but that that's great. Well, good school to go to, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're trying to find out where you can play and if, uh, this is probably the last chance you for him, I would think. Right. Right. No doubt about it. Um, well, and I, they're one of many teams playing this weekend. I noticed, uh, we have just a tremendous slate. If last year was the year of, uh, you know, the greatest opening weekend game ever with Florida State and Alabama, then to me, this is the weekend of simply the greatest volume of great games uh, for a Labor Day weekend that I can remember. Uh, and in a bit of an oddity, I, I think, uh, UMass, as I'm sure you know, opened the college football season at 5.30 Eastern time on Saturday afternoon, evening, uh, by hosting Duquesne, that was literally the first uh, game, uh, real game of the year. And then uh, this Thursday night, we have, speaking of South Florida, we have their rival coming here to New England to kick off Labor Day weekend, which is uh, Un- University of Central Florida, the, uh, well, the team that calls itself the national champions. Um, undefeated last year. Their quarterback is returning. And you'll love this as a former Connecticut resident AP. They're playing uh, Thursday night at UConn in Hartford. So, uh, yeah, I just, let, let's face it, New England is not the football hotbed of America. I think you are <laughs> down in Alabama, obviously. <laughs> but I just find it odd that uh, or interesting that, again, the first game of the year, UMass in Massachusetts, and the first game to kick off the, uh, you know, the big Labor Day weekend is UConn hosting UCF. We're talking a very good game here, um, to say the least. And Randy Edsel will be there. And uh, so, yeah, so I, I just think it's pretty cool that we're getting that here in New England to kick off 2018. Yeah, that's a nice touch for UConn. They're trying to rebuild the program, and Randy Edsel's on his second go-around up in stores, and he's always been noted for taking players that are not as highly recruited and 
over time, working with them to be stronger and faster and teaching them the technique to be successful on the field. That's been always been his forte. Right, right. Well, I just saw him and uh, all the other uh, American Athletic Conference coaches, players, what have you, down at AAC Media Day down in Newport, Rhode Island and uh, end of July. And so, yeah, Randy Edsel's a nice guy. He really is. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be great. And, again, you know, this game has some juice with, uh, you know, UCF coming in to uh, basically extend their winning streak, which is a good way of saying it, uh, into year two here. They were 13-0 last year. Of course, their coach, Scott Frost, has moved on to Nebraska. Um, but AP, we have a tremendous, you know, slate of games, as I mentioned, uh, you know, really starting off with Alabama, Louisville and, the, you know, aside from the obvious, Alabama's defending national champions, uh, Louisville is without Lamar Jackson, but offensive guru, Bobby Petrino is obviously still the coach neutral site game down there in Orlando. So should be a great game. I'm sure uh, everybody down at Bama Way is very excited. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and John, just to update you, you know, Nick Saban, his press conference was uh, just finished right before uh, I came on the air. One of the questions was about announcing the starting quarterback. Uh, should we assume that it will, it will be announced at game time? And so Nick Saban, he said, I don't think you should assume anything. If I'm ready to tell you, I'll tell you. And if I'm not, I, I won't. So, you know, we just don't know if he's going to say something uh, Thursday or Friday or the morning of the game Saturday, but that's with his comedy. He had a little fun, I think, with the media that was assembled in Tuscaloosa about when he's going to name the starting quarterback. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm guessing he's not going to say a word. Uh, everybody will find out. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. yeah I, don't uh, when the, I don't think you When Alabama be. trots out for their first down, right? For the first set of downs of 2018, that's when we're all going to find out. Right. Uh, would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, I think so. And, you know, John, this game, it's going to give Louisville a chance to, after their Heisman Trophy winner, Lamar Jackson, has moved on to the NFL. They have a brand-new quarterback to one pass. Big six foot four, two hundred thirty pound athlete, dual threat quarterback. Uh, his first start and against Alabama, first start as a as a uh, college player. They've got good receivers coming back. Jalen Smith he had an appendectomy. Uh, I think August third. He's a big receiver, six four, two twenty, and Fitzpatrick set some records as a redshirt freshman, nine touchdowns. So they've got plenty of receivers that will challenge Alabama's secondary. But one thing, if when you look at this game, John, Bobby Petrino, he's not really fared well against Nick Saban's defenses for some reason. Uh, I, I remember one time I asked Nick Saban a question about the, his ability to stop Bobby Petrino's offenses, and, and this was after three games. He'd only given up 41, whereas a team like LSU, with all those talented players, he had given up 90-something. Hmm. That's interesting. Wow. Um... Boy, to say the least, I, I had no idea. So, yeah, it's sure to be interesting, AP. Yeah, and then, um, 
you know, when Louisville played Alabama, I think they've only played the, I know the one time they played in the Fiesta Bowl was Gene Stallings' first bowl game with Alabama as the head coach, and Alabama was happy to beat Auburn because they hadn't won in about three years, and they went out to uh, Arizona and with uh, the quarterback, Browning Nagel. They clocked Alabama, I think it was 34-7, to something like that, so. This this score will be a little bit different, I believe. Yes, yes, I have no doubts. Why don't we get into some other games? And there are so many there that I actually misspoke earlier in the segment where I had, uh, in the previous segment, I had Ohio State and Maryland playing. Actually, Texas is at Maryland at noon on Saturday, and Oregon State is at Ohio State, uh, same time on Saturday. So... Uh, both teams, Maryland and Ohio State, facing difficult Augusts, to put it mildly, but they're both back on the field. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Urban Meyer, of course, will be on the sidelines, uh, su- suspended for that game. And uh, so it should be interesting, but it is in Columbus. Everybody expects them to go 3-0. and And Maryland, of course, had their own set of problems with one of their players dying. And uh, so that's those have been the dominant stories of the month of August, to put it mildly. But again, both teams are on the field at noon this Saturday. So we'll see what happens from here. Yeah, John, I think Maryland last year put 50 points on Texas, I believe, and they, they beat them. Correct. That is correct. Um, they had their game of the uh, year. Yeah, huge surprise. So... That game, did you say it was in Landover? Is that right? It's uh, it's at Maryland. I'm not sure if that's Bird Stadium. Yeah, I, I actually, I'm not sure I exactly. I think it might have been scheduled for Landover because I can recall that um, being like a big big deal to have Texas on a home and home basis, but. I mean, what's going to happen with Maryland? You know, a lot of times, John, a, a team that is under siege. They're happy to play a football game, and they perform Correct. well. So, I, I mean, I don't know what will occur on, you know, at, the, at that game, but yeah, I think it's uh, yeah, the FedEx Field there. I believe that is the correct place. But okay, we'll see what happens. We'll see what you know. We'll see what happens with Maryland. I mean, they they had the mojo last year, but Texas must be ready this time. So maybe Texas returns the favor. Yeah, Texas and Tom Herman, and of course. Uh, yeah, FedEx Fields, where the Redskins play. I went to see Penn State at Maryland, which was at Raven Stadium back a few years ago. So Maryland plays at some different spots. I think that's great. I love it. Um, but as we close out the first segment here, AP, I mean, another really game of the weekend, and there's a lot of them, really, but, you know, you cannot ignore the Michigan-Notre Dame game. That's great to see that on Labor Day weekend, to put it mildly. Yeah, Michigan and Notre Dame, I mean, especially with with Jim Harbaugh, now you're going to see he has a pretty capable quarterback. I mean, Shea Patterson, the Ole Miss transfer, so his offense needs to get up to speed. They've really been suffering. I don't think they've had very much talent on that side of the ball. I would have watched for a young receiver who started as a freshman for uh, Michigan last season, Tariq Black, actually from Cheshire Academy in Connecticut. He's a very talented player. If they can get a, a connection going between Patterson and, and Black, 
that should help that uh, that offense. It, it was kind of dismal the last couple of years at Michigan. Yeah, well, the game is at Notre Dame. So, again, you don't have to care a whit about either team. It's a game you're going to tune in, and it's head-to-head with the uh, with the Louisville-Alabama game. So, be a lot of channel surfing going on, uh, uh, or hitting back on the remote going on uh, on Saturday night. You won't have that problem, but uh, everybody else will. Uh, all right, well, AP, we kind of... Uh, Stuck our toe in the water for some of the games coming up this weekend, but there's a whole lot more, and we're going to talk about those on the other side. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Now is the time for a road trip for an outdoor-centered summer vacation to chase the fishing bite. So this week, The Revolution with Jim and Trav, we're talking summer angling adventures. Joining us will be Dave Mercer, host of Dave Mercer's Facts of Fishing, plus J.P. DeRose from Breaking Boundaries, and Cat Daddy. Jim and Trav's Summer Angling Adventures is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., as we just discussed in the previous segment, the uh, great games this weekend, uh, most of the top 25, it feels like, are in action. Uh, the game of the week, you know, as I see it, and there's just so many, uh, 
we've already discussed Bama Louisville, Michigan Notre Dame. But the game that gets my juices flowing is uh, West Virginia at Tennessee. Um, in that uh, West Virginia is highly, highly regarded, top 20. Tennessee is not. Uh, but I just think, you know, with Will Greer as the really a Heisman candidate and maybe even a Heisman favorite, I, I just think that game has a lot of juice at 3.30 this Saturday. Oh, yeah, you have the mad scientist uh, for West Virginia, Dana Holgerson, the head coach. Yep. He's yep. a great offensive mind, and you're going against Jeremy Pruitt, fresh off a national championship as the defensive coordinator of Alabama. He's trying to change that culture. So that should be uh, one to watch. And Will Greer, you know, he's familiar with the SEC, having played at Florida. Correct. Correct. Um, yes, again, he's getting uh, rave reviews heading in. The exact same time, uh, game of interest to me and, and, and everyone, number 10, Penn State preseason number 10, is hosting Appalachian State. Uh, Saturday at 3.30, same time as West Virginia, Tennessee, and many other games as well. Of course, we all remember the one of the most famous upsets in sports history, not just college football, when Appalachian State beat Michigan. I'll never forget it. I was driving back from Saratoga Racetrack that Saturday of Labor Day weekend, and listening to that game on the radio was just unforgettable and uh and of course appalachian state uh held on they beat michigan in the big house an all-time low point for the fabled michigan program and uh let's just say all penn state fans and everybody in pennsylvania is uh remembering that game well as we head into this saturday's game hosting appalachian state (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's no question you don't have to uh, at least right now, I don't think, John, you don't have to make your players aware that Appalachian State can be the powerful program. I mean, it's still fresh on folks' mind, I believe. It's still, you know, it's not, if it's more than five years, if it's more than ten years, then forget it. You've got to play the film and everything because they don't remember anything past, oh, three, four years, right, John? That's just the way it Correct. is. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, it's interesting you would say that, just as a quick aside. Herman Edwards coaching out there in Arizona for the first time in years. I thought he had one of the best lines I've heard in a while. And it's uh, following up what you just said about today's college athlete, which is Herman Edwards said just this week, ESPN interview, they think with their thumbs. (laughs) And I just thought he still gets it. That's why everybody (laughs) loves Herman Edwards, because he gets it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I just did. I just thought that was the best line I've heard. It is so true. And he, that's it. You just They think with their thumbs. And boy, you know. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. It's all they've known. It's what they've grown up with. And, you know, more tower, power to them. I must say, every time I see a, uh, anybody between the age of 10 and 25, I'm amazed at how quickly they can text with their thumbs. <laughs> it's literally... Uh, you know, quicker than the eye. <laughs> Absolutely, it's unbelievable, and their their memory is just—it's it's not very long. It's it's unbelievable. Hey, John, just something came over the wire here, kind of interesting. Uh, Nick Fitzgerald, the very good quarterback from Mississippi State, will not play 
this week because he's been suspended for a team violation back in March. Wow. That's seismic news. He's also a Heisman yeah, candidate. Yeah, wow, yes, sure is. And, uh, the, that's amazing. That's, who that's they, really who they, amazing. Amazing. Yeah, Stephen wow. F. Austin, I believe. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think it's Stephen F. Austin. Oh, my gosh. Um, you and I talked specifically about him within the past month, I believe, about him and Mississippi State in, you know, in general. Uh, who's, their, who's their coach, by the way, again? Uh, Joe Moorhead. Oh, of course, the offensive coordinator from Penn State. I can't believe I had to ask that question. Absolutely, um, Absolutely yeah. Wow. So, uh, I mean, that, that, that's, John, I think the most incredible part of the story was they kept that under wraps for a violation of team rules in March. Correct. Correct. That's amazing. Just what we were talking about, you know, with texting and, and young people, shall we say, uh, you know, part of that is keeping anything under wraps these days. You know, <laughs> stuff gets right. out. It, everything gets out, but how this didn't get out since March is remarkable, given his high profile. Yeah, I, I made a point to ask Joe Moorhead a question about the quarterback at Mississippi State uh, during SEC media days in Atlanta, and he said he wanted it for Nick to improve from 55% completion to 65, which I thought wow. was, uh, you know, quite a leap. Quite a leap. That's a, that would be an amazing percentage. Well, I guess my take home from that AP is I think Joe Moorhead is showing everybody who's boss on day one, right? I think so. He's, he's <laughs> there to set the tone and he yeah. starts out with the star quarterback. Exactly, exactly. Well, we shall see, but that is, uh, it's always good to have breaking news on our live on our program, right? So good catch on your part. Thank you, AP. You're welcome. And AP, the other great game. Uh, there's there's a lot of other great games, but you know Auburn, Washington. That is, uh, you know, two excellent teams. Um, that's going to be a great game as well. That's uh, number six Washington, number nine Auburn. So two teams in the top ten. At a quick glance, I'm guessing those are the only two top ten. Let me see if where Michigan and uh, Notre Dame are. But anyway, number six versus number nine, uh, Auburn, Washington. Uh, first off, let me just say, Washington and quarterback Jake Browning been in the college football playoff recently, but Chris Peters has just done a great job, hasn't he, Chris Peterson, the head coach of Washington? He sure has, and he's one that you have to watch because He'll throw in some type of explosive, uh, creative offensive play to throw the defense off, and uh, you never can tell when he's going to make that call. Correct, correct. No, he's, uh, let's never forget, he is the guy, the coach, who called the famous play in the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, I don't even know if it has a name, the the quasi-Statue of Liberty play, I guess. Uh Yes. Uh, where they beat Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl. This was Boise State, where he used to coach. Uh, it was really almost the beginning of, like, these FBS schools finally showing they belonged. 
I think that's the game that history will look back upon, if and it already does, as the game that changed everything. Of course, we'll always remember the Boise State player immediately following uh, the end of that game uh, proposing to a cheerleader on the sidelines. That was almost as famous as the, the play itself. So, uh, yeah, Chris Peterson, uh, you know, good coach. And then Auburn, you know, Jared Stedham, the quarterback, uh, yet another big-name quarterback in the mix for Heisman. Uh, so that should be a great game. Do you know offhand if that's a neutral site game or is it at Auburn? That game is in Atlanta, and Washington rarely comes east. I think I read where they came to Syracuse once. Uh, they came, of course, the college football playoff against Alabama in Atlanta. That same, well, it was a, it was a, I didn't think that was a different facility because you know they have the new Mercedes-Benz last season, and uh, but that's going to be a, a great game. You know, Jake Browning. I was with Jared and Jake Browning actually at the Manning Passing Academy, and Jake is an accurate passer, uh, sixteen. 0.5% completion record. He uh, has a school record, 9,100 yards plus passing. It's second best among the returning FBS school quarterbacks. And he threw 19 touchdowns, five interceptions. He was sacked. Well, the Washington quarterbacks were sacked around 19 or 20 times last year. But, John, they have the most prolific tandem returning in FBS. The quarterback and Miles Gaskin, the running back, he has 4,000 yards. He's going for his fourth season in a row for 1,000 yards. I mean, he averages 5.9 yards per carry. Uh, so he could be the first player in Pac-12 history. Think about this now. They have four straight seasons of 1,000 yards. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing, especially when you consider all the Heisman Trophy winners from USC and things like that. That's just remarkable. Uh, yes. Wow, I did not know that. And Jake Browning, yet another Heisman candidate. And boy, it just is hitting me as we're doing the show. There's a lot of great quarterbacks this year, to say the least. Yeah, very good quarterbacks, very good quarterback. They have the returning linemen, four linemen. One thing about Washington, another thing, John, it's really the strength of Auburn is their passing game with Jarrett Stidham and all his receivers. Uh, Ryan Davis set a single uh, season record. I think he caught 84 for Auburn last year. But I read somewhere that Washington supposedly has 10 defensive backs, including the young players that might play in the NFL at some point. Wow. Um, Yeah, Washington, they've arrived. They're in the big time now, that's for sure. And again, as I flip through here, it's absolutely. It is, I believe, AP, the only... uh, matchup of two top 10 teams this coming weekend so you could make the case that that is the game of the week uh, of course washington's familiar with atlanta isn't that where alabama beat washington in the college football playoff semifinal a few years ago yes that was that, for, that that's it they but that was the old facility because you know you have the new mercedes-benz opened up oh, last okay. year but they're familiar yep they're familiar with coming to atlanta and john that's a big pendulum swinging game because the Pac-12 has been perceived as not being one of the stronger conferences among the Power Five, so that can really change things to start the season. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Well, you know, that's the beauty of college football. The race is on. Um, you, You know, every game does matter, and it just starts, you know, this weekend. It's just that simple. Playoff talk 
because obviously the preseason talk is endless. But now the games, literally, you can take that game just as a for instance and immediately uh, the loser of that game is behind the eight ball. Just that simple before Labor Day even occurs. So one of those two teams at 7 o'clock or so on Saturday evening is, you know, uh, not going to be happy because their hopes for college football playoff will be, shall we say, effective. But as we all know, if you're going to lose, lose early. So we shall see. But that should be a great game. Looking forward to that one. Yeah, I'm really watching that game with curiosity because, as I said, I think it's really one of the most important games of the season, really, if all, especially if yeah. Auburn goes on to have a good season and Washington does, too, because they're favored in the Pac-12. You got it. AP, hard to believe we've uh, come to the end of our second segment together. So why don't we take our final break? And there's still uh, a lot of games to get to on the other side, including another terrific matchup uh, slated for uh, this weekend as well. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Now is the time for a road trip for an outdoor-centered summer vacation to chase the fishing bite. So this week, The Revolution with Jim and Trav, we're talking summer angling adventures. Joining us will be Dave Mercer, host of Dave Mercer's Facts of Fishing, plus J.P. DeRose from Breaking Boundaries, and Cat Daddy. Jim and Trav's Summer Angling Adventures is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is indeed the Alabama-Louisville game on Saturday night. Uh, Defending national champions uh, playing in Orlando against Bobby Petrino in Louisville, plus the question at quarterback makes that. Uh, in my mind, the game of the weekend, but we just, there's some other great ones. We talked Auburn, Washington. That's the only meeting of the two top 10 teams uh, 
this weekend. Uh, and another great game Sunday night that we haven't talked about yet, AP, is a Miami versus LSU in uh, Arlington, Texas, uh, Jerry World. And that should be a great game, too. Miami's number eight, LSU's 25. And hearing a lot of chatter, AP, that, uh, you know, Ed Ogeron's, uh, I guess, on, on a bit of a warm seat, if not a hot seat. I, I think that's uh, pretty accurate because they need to get some play out of their quarterback position, and, and that offense needs to start moving the football. We have all those athletes that are drafted. I mean, Odell Beckham, who would ever known would have known he played at LSU? Correct. Never heard about him, right? I mean, exactly. Uh, all that talent, and they don't have a quarterback. I think you can get him the football. So this is a critical year for Ed Ogeron. He's can to continue as the coach of LSU, you have to see some progress out on the offensive side of the football. Yes, which leads to the obvious question, who is the LSU quarterback and does he look like uh, he could be the answer to their uh, yearly yearly issue with not having great quarterbacks? Well, it should be Jeff Burroughs, a transfer from Ohio State who played for a couple of minutes for the Buckeyes and He'll determine the fate, probably, of Ed Ogeron. Wow. That's what happens. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what happens. And you have Steve Ensmaker as the play caller. They had Matt, you know, Matt Canada come in there. You know, high-priced offensive coordinator. Had a one-year stint down in Bayou Country. And it was Adios Amigo after that. Right, right. Two intriguing teams right there. Miami LSU, to say the least. And then the next night, to close it all out, on Labor Day night, is uh, Virginia Tech versus Florida State. Uh, you know, Virginia Tech's always a solid team. We all know that. Uh, and Florida State, boy, you talk about a team in transition, AP. Uh, you know, new coach, Willie Taggart. Jimbo's off to Texas A&M, as we all know. And uh, their quarterback should be returning after getting injured in the opening game last year, a year ago this weekend, right? Yeah, against Alabama, so they announced him as the starter. So they're playing at Tallahassee, Dope Campbell Stadium. I think Florida State will have enough defense to hold off Virginia Tech, and it'll be a good ball game, but probably be close. But I think maybe uh, the quarterback who makes one or two more plays, that'll probably determine the outcome because I think those two teams probably really evenly matched. Exactly. Um well, and everybody else, just so many other teams are in action. I mean, Austin P is playing Georgia. U- USC is host is playing UNLV. Uh, Boise State playing Troy. We talked about Boise State. The aforementioned Mississippi State playing Stephen F. Austin. Of course, you said that you broke the news here on the show 20 minutes ago that Quarterback Nick Fitzgerald has been suspended for that game. We have Oregon, number 24. They're playing Bowling Green. Um, So when I say that, you know, Clemson, number two, playing Furman. um, Oklahoma, playing Florida Atlantic. uh, TCU, playing Southern University. Stanford, playing San Diego State. Wisconsin, playing Western Kentucky. Michigan State, number 11, playing Utah State. Uh, 
Um, this is a good way to go through the polls, AP. They mean a lot rather than just reading them on a list. It means a lot more to like read them and knowing that seeing who their opponent is this weekend. Uh, so yeah, yeah, geez, it just seems like almost all the top twenty-five teams are in action, and that circles back AP to to why I think it looks like maybe the greatest opening weekend for sheer number of games with top teams involved that I can ever remember. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, uh, I, I think so. I mean, I, I remember this the year that I think uh, two years ago, USC was playing Alabama. I think UCLA, right. Texas A&M, and there's a few other. That was a pretty good weekend uh, as well. I remember uh, Texas was playing someone pretty big as, as well that weekend. So, uh, but I, I agree. I know the game you're talking I think that's what it was. Notre Dame. That was yep, Texas, they beat Notre Dame, UCLA, A&M, and, and USC, Alabama, and that was all, uh, I think they were, two of them were in the state of Texas, I think. I don't know if three of them were, I think two. Oh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, and, you know, we have a similar number of great games this weekend, but I remember that that year too. But again, what surprises me is, you know, it, it seems like not that many years ago, AP, there was just a handful of games on Labor Day weekend, enough to whet the appetite. <laughs> One or two might be really good, uh, you know. And then we can go way the way back machine to the kickoff classic and like places like East Rutherford, New Jersey, the old Giant Stadium and stuff. So it has come a long yeah. way. And just staring at this list today and doing the show with it right in front of me tells me for the first time like this is a wow. Like college football now kind of owns Labor Day weekend. I, like I just didn't realize it. But the sheer volume of top 25 team play, teams playing this weekend is stunning to me. I had no idea until I started doing the show today. So lucky us. Yeah, I, I, yeah. so people at home watching the TV, they're going to have a lot of fun and just, yeah. you know, their, their, their hands will be moving on that clicker quite a bit, I'm sure. Tapping no away. doubt about it. Well, AP, hard to believe we're at the end of our show. We're up and running. This is our favorite time of year. Obviously, our focus is and has always been college football, especially with you covering uh, the dynasty, Alabama, on a daily basis. So here we go again. It's going to be another great year, no doubt about it. And uh, to follow up everything we've been saying today, uh, we don't have to wait long. It's here. It starts Thursday night. uh, And... Should be another great year. I look forward to, to working with you all season on it. We're going to have a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, John. I can't wait. It's my pleasure to be on. And I look forward to every week and the upsets and the, the big wins and the outstanding performances and people you know, who might win the Heisman, all those things, who's going to jump in the polls and who's a surprise team. I can't wait. Nor can I. Nor can I. We're all excited. And... Uh, going to be a great season but once again as always thank you all for listening to all around sports and we look forward to doing it all again next monday at 1 p.m eastern time thanks again for tuning in to all around sports with your host john inglesby be sure to tune in again next monday at 10 a.m pacific time 1 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel and we'll talk sports again next week